what is my relationship with my body? I had a hysterectomy uh, at the beginning of 2019 to try and reduce some pain. And I had to go through a mourning process, not just of losing the ability to have children, but losing the hope that my body would ever be well enough for me to be able to have children. I just couldn't mentally deal with the fact that my innocence was robbed from me. Instead of accepting that, I went the opposite direction and really owned the persona of not caring about sex. The effects that process had on my psyche. Sometimes it's really hard to even have sex with my partner because I'm treating it more like an act than as an intimate thing. I was just really denying myself, which literally is what we say we're doing, right? Mm. <laughs> I must decrease so he must increase. And so I just did that to my body. I would say I was just shut off to my body because it was it was yeah. just a vessel to be used. I've gotten many injuries throughout my life. Broken bones, sprained bones, car accidents. I went to a major surgery where I had to have a rib removed. I still have ghost pain of where it once was. It reminds me of how much I am connected to it and how there's that memory of each of those injuries. More careful about protecting myself in certain situations, knowing that I have value and my body has value. I remember walking up to the ring, putting my feet through the ropes, and then immediately getting hit with that panic attack. My body would still move. I would still do my, have my training there, but I would, lights were off. That's the worst possible place to ever have a panic attack is when someone is allowed to hit you in the face. The result of being a human being that lives in this broken world is this disunification, this discohesion between the mind and the body. That that is then contrasted with what holiness and righteousness and becoming Christ-like means, which is the reunification of the human being. Body is exemplary of my my mortality, right? Of, of, of my limits. A lot of my struggle in my life has been learning to accept limits, accept my mortality, accepting the limits of my body, what it is to me, and not being able to give everything to me that I necessarily want it to. It's a little hard to explain to someone who is not transgender what it feels like to look in the mirror I'd see someone who looks like you for the very first time in your life, which is what happened after I had surgery. I finally looked at myself in the mirror and was like, oh my gosh, it's me. <laughs> My name is Eden, and this is my new podcast, Keep the Mess, Messy Conversations with Messy People, where I talk to my friends about their relationships with their bodies. I've had a difficult journey with my own body, 
and so it didn't take long to figure out that this was the topic I would focus on. And how we relate to our bodies is influenced by our experiences and intersecting identities, so many subjects come up. Physical health, mental health, trauma, race, sexuality, gender, religion, spirituality, and more. Many of these conversations are difficult, triggering, and all are imperfect. However, each one is also full of vulnerability and beauty. As these conversations are shaped by who I am and who I have been, there are some important things to know about me. I am a Christian and grew up as a missionary kid overseas. I am a writer and creator. I am a queer trans man. I have worked in the mental health field and experienced mental illness myself and am involved in sexual recovery. While I do not believe in being constrained by boxes and labels, I know these terms are helpful in explaining the perspective that frames this podcast. As of now, many of the voices are queer and mostly progressive, but I have friends from all parts of my life, so there is likely to be more variety. Something I believe is important to communicate is that I am clearly an amateur in audio, recording, editing, and interviewing. I have long been obsessed with perfectionism, but this project has steadily been destroying all of that. However, I am purposely making these conversations spacious, which makes these episodes longer, going from an hour and a half to two hours. I delight in going down rabbit holes because that is where we leave the stories we tell ourselves and others and find the unexpected. Lastly, I want to say I care about all who have been involved in this project, but that doesn't mean I agree with everything people say in these conversations. I may not agree with everything I've said in this podcast. The reason I call this Keep the Mess is because it is about wondering and processing and connecting with another person, which is an inherently messy experience. Perhaps you will find your own mess mirrored here. I want to thank my partner and friends who have supported me by being my test listeners and helping me learn how to record, edit, and improve my audio, as well as allowing me to use their piano. I am also grateful to my friends who are willing to be my guinea pigs, and those who are able to have their stories released. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast.